You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome to System Check, a weekly AEW analytics show. I'm your host, Ryan Knightsey. I want to thank everyone for joining us this week. I have to apologize. We uh, did not release an episode last week. Uh, as I said in the episode prior to that, I was working on a TV show. That show was the Getting Center Honors, so I had to... Uh, uh, I was busy. <laughs> I was working, what, 12-plus-hour days uh, helping out over there. So I just wanted to uh, apologize for failing to get out an episode last week, um, but it was just I lost every track of time, um, you know, just just working, uh, meeting celebs. I didn't meet any celebrities. I was in a production truck for hours, and I'm so mad I didn't meet a celebrity. But that's fine. Uh, well, I mean, John Legend, he's the sexiest man alive. I would love to see him. Anyways, losing, getting out of this diatribe, we're back. We're back, baby. And we're back for the... I guess some people are saying the winter season finale. Some people are calling this sort of like a season finale for AEW, but it's not. You know, they're just taking off for Christmas, so it's the last episode of the new year, or of the of this year, of the decade, I guess, um, for AEW uh, before they go off, take Christmas off for, of course, their employees because they're a good company. Um, and they are, I shouldn't say that WWE did double back recordings, so maybe I shouldn't say that, but anyways, AEW take takes off for their Christmas and they'll be coming back in the new year in January. But for right now we're here. We got a loaded, a stacked and loaded card before we go off into the end of the decade. AEW is bringing it big time, baby. Um, so let's get into it. First up is a tag match of the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., who are ranked number 7 out of 13 in the tag team division, against Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Uh, Kenny Omega is ranked number 3 out of 30 in the singles division, while Page is ranked number 5. Now, Omega and Page have a 58% chance of winning here. They're the favorites. Um, you know, they have the, the better record, I guess, as a tag team. They are 2-1. and one. The Lucha Bros are, of course, 4-4. Four and four. So less matches for Omega and Page, but a better record. So they definitely have the advantage a little bit here. Uh, and according to Chris Samsa at Sport of Pro Wrestling, Lucha Bros are in a negative three losing streak, while Omega and Page have a one win streak. Uh, and also looking at the numbers of the matches, or I guess the match times, uh, Omega and Page matches tend to be two minutes faster than Lucha Bros. I know what you're saying. Two minutes, is that really a lot? Well, in wrestling, two minutes can be everything. I mean, all it takes to win is three seconds. So two minutes, 120 seconds. Uh, that's a lot can be done. A lot can be done in those two minutes. Especially when we start ramping up the moves uh, that Paige and Omega have the ability to do. So Omega and Paige are probably my favorites going into this match. But there is one thing that like sticks out to me uh, as a potentiality. Now remember uh, back in back in the old days that uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara not really a full team, but they were tagging a little bit and they had successful wins. 
under their belt. Um, so they challenged for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Of course, they ended up losing, um, but they were able to do that. To do that, maybe there's an argument to hear that this could be seen as maybe like a number one contenders match for the tag teams, Omega and Page. If they win, they could face the winner of SCU versus Young Bucks. And wouldn't that match be very interesting to watch? Young Bucks, Omega, Page, especially everything that's happening with Page. Um, it, it sort of reminds me of the uh, uh, was it uh, the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers, that sort of tag match dynamic. So maybe there's a possibility that's brewing here right now. Uh, if the Omega and Page team ends up winning, I wouldn't really be surprised if that return episode in the new year is Young Bucks versus Omega and Page for the titles. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's around the corner. Maybe they're saving it for Revolution. Who knows, baby? All I know is that my vote to win is Omega and Page. Lucha Bros, as a tag team, I obviously want to give a lot of advantage to because they have um, a, a good dynamic brewing. But Omega Page here in AEW will also have a very good uh, dynamic uh, and have a more positive record than the Lucha Bros. So who knows? Um, but my vote going to be Kenny Omega and Adam Page to pick up the victory. Next up is Chris Statlander taking on Britt Baker in a number one contenders match for Riho's AEW Women's Championship. Britt Baker is, of course, ranked number two out of 21, while Chris is number eight. Chris is on a ginormous winning streak, right? Uh, getting the pinfall over um, over B. Priestley, over Hukara Shida. Um, huge, huge wins. And she can seal that, that trifecta with a win over Britt Baker. Uh, you boot, immediate star boosting by having Chris Statlander winning this match. A win will put Chris into the top five, but not above Britt. Britt will go down, but I think she'll actually she has enough points to retain her number two status, according to the Ocelot ranking system. But uh, Chris will definitely get into the top five uh, with that win. Britt. Could easily use that win and go back and challenge for the title, but it, I don't think we're going that way. I think, obviously, what's been told here is the rise of Chris Statlander. Um, and, I, you know, this could easily be Chris Statlander versus Riho. Could easily be an exciting return into the new year, uh, New Year's Day matchup. And that's what my, my vote's going to be. I think Chris Statlander, despite having the, the smaller chance of winning, Baker having a 56% chance of winning, I, my vote is going to be Chris Statlander winning, and New Day, uh, we're going to get uh, Chris versus Riho for the title. I think that would be exciting. I thought I think that would be the right move to do, and I think Chris can pull it off. I think Chris, you know, she is lower in the rankings, but it's mainly because she does not have enough uh, possibilities to win, I guess you could say. Also, she started off on AEW Dark in two losing efforts. Um, and I believe in both of those efforts, did she? Did, was she the one pinned in both of those efforts? Let me double check. Um, yes, she was pinned in both of those losing efforts. She was pinned by Emi Sakura before and also Britt Baker. So it, not only does 
Chris Statlander maybe get the advantage back over Britt Baker, a win back over Britt Baker, a pinfall over Britt Baker. She also can potentially win the number one contenders match. Britt Baker, of course, you know, being the dentist, she can knock out the teeth and snap in that lockjaw, that devastating lockjaw into Chris Statlander. Uh, you can't count out Britt here, but it seems like the in recent weeks, Chris is getting pushed while Britt has been taking a back seat. Maybe she'll challenge at Revolution or something, but I think right now, because of the timeline of AEW's pay-per-view, that we might get a title match. I mean, we haven't seen Riho in months, maybe? A month and a half? Something like that? We haven't seen Riho in forever, so I think a good return match, Riho Chris Statlander. Could be very interesting. The dynamic, it's uh, very similar to maybe like a Riho Nia Rose, um, to the extent that it's power versus uh, speed. Um, that Chris Statler, Statlander could bring. Also, Britt Baker, we've already seen that match against Riho. I, I think we'll see that match again eventually, but let's do something fresh. Let's have fresh members in there. Let's have Chris Statlander in there. Even if she loses, she can lose and have the Nightmare Collective um, be involved in some capacity. So who knows, but no matter what, my vote's going to be Chris Stat. Next up is going to be the Butcher and the Blade taking on Cody and Darby Allen. Now, Cody and Darby Allen, they're the favorites. They have a, a bigger chance of winning. But like we said of Chris Statlander and Britt Baker is that Butcher and the Blade, they haven't had enough matches yet. They've only had one in which they won where they beat Cody and QT Marshall. Of course, pinning QT Marshall in that effort. Cody, 0-2 in tag team matches. Tag team match- matches. Oh, my God. Well, Darby hasn't had a tag match yet. He's had a trios match, but never a tag match. So this is very interesting. Also, what's also very interesting is that this is Cody's third different tag team partner. He's not teaming with Dustin. Of course, he accepted teaming with Darby Allen, but you know, maybe you would think maybe he has something with his brother Dustin. No, he's he's teaming with Darby. Um, who knows? I I, I think honestly, for the all the matches here. This match is more of a toss-up for me, because um, I, 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 I literally don't know where they're going, where AEW is going, where um, who has the upper advantage. I mean, now that with QT Marshall last week, you know, I was expecting them to lose. I was like Cody and QT. I was like, okay, QT easily gets the pin. I mean, that's writings on the wall for that. But here with Darby. They're trying to build as a huge star. I don't know. I, I the most the most interesting part of this all to me is, and I'll be honest, it's kind of scary if this would be true. Well, not scary, but like bad for Cody. Um, and I, I could legit see them doing it. Is the possibility that Darby joins the Butcher and the Blade and create a new faction? I know. We're talking about these faction guys and these spooky, scary faction peoples, the Dark Order, whatever. But AEW has a tendency to... I know, of course, the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny are a little bit of a trios, but we're not doing intergender matches in AEW. But Butcher and the Blade will eventually probably be in trios matches. And Darby Allen already has stated on Twitter that he has previous experience tagging with the Butcher and the Blade. His getup and everything fit right in line. And he's just the singles leader of the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. I mean, he doesn't have a B name. Um, the Bad Boy, the, the Bone Breaker, 
Ooh, the bone breaker. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. Um, but something, something is there. I think there's the possibility that Darby joins Butcher and a Blade. It enhances the Cody story even more, where he keeps getting betrayed and he needs to find someone to rely on. Maybe that's turning to his brother. Um, who knows where we're eventually going? But, uh, uh, you know, if they're. I could see it. I like what AEW uh, best friends and Orange Cassidy. They they tend to trios people up, um, you know. Uh, uh, I mean, Inner Circle, Elite are all all examples as well. Th two Kip Sabian, Th two Pac. I mean, more Kip Sabian because they had more matches together, I guess. Um, who else? Uh, who else? Su obviously. Um, Lucha Brothers, Laredo Kid, even though we haven't seen him forever, probably won't see him again. Private Party don't have anyone. Jurassic Express already a trio, so they added Marco Stunt into that. They tend to trios teams, and I could easily see the Butcher and the Blade and Darby Allen all joining together. You know, if we have a lot of spooky people, let's just spooky everyone up, make it one big lump sum, and I, I could legit see it. I think that's a good angle coming out of it. And then you have a nice faction for Darby Allen. Um, where he can build and look better as a star and look look uh, as a good thing. I, I don't necessarily like it because that means he would be turning heel, and I think Darby is a better baby face, you know, come from underneath baby face, Jeff Hardy-esque. But um, maybe it's something they do interest. Maybe there's something interesting there. Maybe they can rearrange something. Um, maybe Darby Allen could be a good heel. I don't know. Or maybe turn the Butcher and the Blade face because they are essentially been defined as guns for hire, um, so maybe Darby can become the new leader of them and, uh, make them do good. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. My vote here is Butch and the Blade get the victory. They're a new tag team. Let's get the victory over them. Uh, that's another loss for Cody. That's another loss for Darby. Might, it would it be, it would be really silly to do that, especially since it's a carbon copy of the Cody QT Marshall match from last week. But, I, I mean, you got to build up these guys as badasses because they look badass. So they should feel badass by getting victories. Um, and, you know, that could easily happen with just Darby betraying Cody, I guess. Maybe that, I can see that happening, but maybe it won't. Butch and the Blade are my vote in. Next up are the Young Bucks taking on SCU. For the AEW Tag Team Championships. SCU ranked number one. Young Bucks ranked number two. Very interesting match. Uh, a couple stats that I've learned gleaned from this. Of course, this is the first time this match has ever happened in All Elite Wrestling. But SCU have a 55% chance of winning. They have the edge. They have the experience. They had that. They won the uh, tournament, for God's sake. So they have a lot of wins under their belt. But Young Bucks have been secretly building a lot of victories. You know, they have uh, matches against uh, Santana and Ortiz and, and that trios match against Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Um, so it's interesting. It's Young Bucks to win, they're working from underneath, you know? They're, they are the underneath team. I think this would be a huge pop ending the Christmas or going into Christmas, but... According to Chris Samsa, again, from Sports of Pro Wrestling, SU tend to win their matches six minutes faster than the Young Bucks. Six 
whole minutes than the Young Bucks. That's insanely quick. And we're looking at tags. You know, we're looking at tags right here. Young Bucks, they're almost double of the amount of tags per match uh, on average against the SCU. Uh, Young Bucks are 7, SCU are 4.33. So, very interesting. It, it could go either way. And I think what's more interesting is that, of course, we've been doing this Ocelot system. And what that does is basically it really shows, like, who has the potential of, like, or who's been shown getting pushed. Some of a higher number is obviously been being pushed greatly uh, through the Ocelot system. So if you're reading into the Ocelot rankings, it's um, a higher the number, the bigger the push has been for those individual superstars. So what I'm trying to get at is when there have been previous challenges for titles, we look at the Ocelot numbers. All of our champions are number one. Riho, Jericho, SU. All number one in their individual ranking systems. Previous challengers, let's look at uh, Jericho versus Scorpio Sky, Jericho versus um, Darby Allen. In those previous challenges, um, if the, uh, the challenger won, they never reached the number one ranking. They would, they would jump up a bunch, and Jericho would drop a bunch, but they would never reach the number one ranking. And to me, that that really shows like, oh, is when they've been pushed far enough. Is that like, oh, they've that reached the number one? Most likely, they will be the champion. This is what happens in this match. This will be the first title possible change or possible title change, I should say, that will actually reflect reflect correctly in the standings. What that means is, if the Young Bucks win, they will legit become the number one ranked team in all eight wrestling. Of course, unlike past challenges, when a challenger's win wouldn't make them number one teams in the rankings. So the possibility of the Young Bucks winning are huge, in my opinion, because uh, the numbers, the oscillate rankings, everything reflect that, is that a win here legit makes them number one team in AEW. And I wouldn't be surprised. A win here, SEU have had a good run, um, but I think, you know, there's an argument to be made about uh, maybe this is course correction. Um, you know, if you're reading the, the dirt sheets or whatnot, maybe this is course, course correction. Have the Young Bucks win this title. Uh, I think it's a, a big title that could be won by, uh, again, if we're talking like big, big shows, uh, let's make this a big show. Uh, your your NXT is ramping up. Um and you want those rankings, and we're, we're not coming back for Christmas, so let's make sure that we have a great show. And what's a better way than having the Young Bucks win and become the new AEW Tag Team Champions? They're going to be working hard. They have to keep their tags up. What they need to do is definitely keep their tags up. They need to move fast, move quickly. Um, they tend to get drawn out. They need to keep the pace up. Because if they don't, SCU will outpace them and retain their titles. I could greatly see SCU winning, but this is Young Buck's actual chance to get those titles. So let's get those titles, baby. Um, and then maybe have the rematch at Revolution. Who knows? But I think legitimately Young Bucks are going to win. Um, I think it's definitely possible. It's been the most possible match uh, at any of these title matches that we've seen in AEW. So I definitely think 
that uh, Young Bucks did easily get these wins, uh, get the titles as they head into Christmas and have a good holiday season with those gold belts around their waist. Um, so yeah, Young Bucks, they're my pick, my pick to win to become the new AEW Tag Team Champion. And finally, uh, in our main event will be Chris Jericho taking on Jungle Boy in a non-title match, I which has been very confusing to a lot of people, but it seems that the answer is a non-title match. Uh, Jericho easily, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about it too much, but Jericho easily the winner here, right? He's a 66% chance of, chance of winning. He is the champion. He is number one out of 30. Jungle Boy is 22 out of 30. Jericho overall is 8-1, while Jungle Boy overall is 0-8. Jungle Boy hasn't won a single match. All he has is a non-record-standing pinfall by Marco Stunt counting it, pin over Chris Jericho, you know, three seconds over Jericho. Uh, But this match, the build hasn't been about three seconds. It's been about 10 minutes, and whether or not Jungle Boy can go that distance with Jericho. Um... As much as I would love to see Jungle Boy get a victory, and I think as much as everyone would love to see Jungle Boy finally get a victory in All Elite Wrestling, maybe he's going to have to wait to the new year because the build and everything really presents this as, hey, if Jungle Boy can just last 10 minutes, then he he's a winner. That's all it is. That's all he needs to do is last 10 minutes and the crowd be happy because that's what the build has led to. Uh, if you can, Jungle Boy can do that, then it's a win. But Jericho still gets the recorded win, um, and Jericho gets becomes nine and one overall, um, which is in legitimately insane. That's that's a lot of numbers to put up. So congrats to Jericho on that. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think Jungle Boy. I think I, I think he could have gotten this win. I think honestly, if I am thinking about it, I think this build would have been better if it was like built as like a two out of three falls match. Um, cause then you could have seen jungle boy get, you know, Jericho gets the first fall jungle boy gets the second and then he has a pin over the champion or whatever. And we're all excited. And then Jericho gets the second pin or the third pin. I should say, I think that really could be shown really well, uh, show off. I I'm hopefully jungle boys endurance that he has, uh, shows off Jericho. He's really putting over talent. Cause then jungle boy has a pinfall over him. Uh, but since it's a two out of three falls, he gets the third pin Jericho does, uh, and then, you know, you really you don't really need to challenge for the title. I know you have a pin, but you then also got pinned twice by Jericho. So you're, there's not really an argument to being challenging. Legitimately, that's what I would have done with this story, is uh, built around that two out of three falls match idea and being like, you can't last. And they when he does get that victory, you're like, oh, my God. Um, and then you could also just have, that's what I would do. That's, that's, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about the match itself here. We're talking about Jungle Boy versus Jericho. And I you know, it's it's so obviously gonna be Jericho. I like I think the thing is is if Jungle Boy wins, he's challenging for the title, and then one in eight overall, should he really challenge for the title? I don't know. Jungle Boy's in a sticky situation where I want him to have more wins, but it looks like he, like I said, gonna have to wait till twenty twenty. One hundred percent expecting Chris Jericho to get the win here. Anything else Anything different would be weird to me. Um, would it be unexpected? Could I not see that happening? I could maybe see it happening, but it's slim. Like, 30% chance. I mean, I have here, what, 44% chance or something? 34? 
Yeah, 34% chance of winning. So that's about actually legitimately about right. 34%. I mean, it's like slim. It's like I don't see it happening. Jericho is too dominating the champion. Um, and I think for some reason they want to keep Jungle Boy as a, a no-wins guy. I don't know. They really want to have him built up into that fold. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on um, behind the scenes. But in this match, looking at the numbers and stats and everything, Jericho is too dominating of a champion. Plus, he could have any of the inner circle guys. Of course, Jungle Boy have Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt by his side, but you know, I, I'm not expecting much to happen. Jungle Boy, Jericho. Jericho's picking up the victory, in my opinion, for Jericho wins. And that is all for this episode of System Check. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody, of course, for subscribing, all those subscribers that have stayed every week despite missing one week. Again, apologies for that. Next week, we will be back. I know know what you're thinking. Why are you back next week, Ryan? AEW Dynamite doesn't have a show. What can you preview? Well, it will be me returning and a special guest returning as well. Um, and we will be uh, going over, I guess, the overall stats, going over the overall picture of All Elite Wrestling in this past year. Uh, these have almost essentially been open. Um, and we'll be looking back and seeing, talking about some of our favorite matches, talking about some of the stats and overall uh, things uh, and surprises that we have seen uh, in these rankings, these these uh, stat numbers and everything, and what, what we hope to see into the new year. So it's sort of a Christmas special roundup episode of All Elite Wrestling. So I would definitely recommend subscribing so that you all can get it next week. I know next week is also Christmas. And, you know, that's why the beauty of sub- subscribing is. If you subscribe, that uh, podcast episode will download immediately into your phone. So when you have a minute, it's going to be, I don't know how long the episode is going to be, but when you have a minute on Christmas Day, or even not even on Christmas Day, you can listen to it at any point. Uh, but it definitely, I would recommend subscribing so you get that episode in your feed. And I also rec- recommend subscribing because you get more stuff in your feed. Um, every Friday, we put out Hit the Books, um, our uh, flagship show, uh, Hit the Books, where we are realistic fantasy bookers that were like, you know, I talked about some of the booking and what I would have done. That is what f- Hit the Books is all about, what we would do, what my friend Mikey Manfredi and I will do in All Elite Wrestling, not All Elite Wrestling, but in WWE, how we would book WWE, how we would book their SmackDown with our own roster. It's like GM mode, uh, it's like universe mode, but uh, you know we're writing all the promos and everything, writing the matches, writing the rivalries, the storylines, all that stuff. We are writing it, so definitely subscribe to get more of that. Also, new show coming out in the new year on this feed, so you can subscribe to get that. It'll be Mikey's Man Freddy's Indy 500, where he'll be listening to over the course of next year, over the course of 2020. 500 independent wrestling matches and you can tweet them at mikey for us on my on our behalf uh, so if you have any independent wrestling matches that you know and love tweet hashtag htb 500 and mikey will find that and watch it uh, it could be anything it just can't be wwe aew or new japan because you know he watches those things um gotta be independent so beyond chikara uh lucha underground even um I mean, we'll take AAA and CMLL, I guess, technically. Um, yeah, RevPro, whatever you got, send it over to Mikey, hashtag HTB500. So those are all the things that you can subscribe. There's going to be way more things coming along in the future. I'm hoping. I, I, I'm looking in the horizon. It feels like a lot of good stuff. Not feels. There is a lot of good stuff. What am I saying feels? 
on the horizon, I can see a lot of good stuff on the horizon. So I definitely subscribe for that. You can follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. And you can also leave a review if you like and talk about how much you love the show. Five stars reviews. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody. Again, for this week's episode, next week we'll be returning to System Check for that like year roundup of stats. Um, so definitely subscribe and get ready for that. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. I will see you next week. Until then, have a good day. I love you, and please stay elite.